Hello, this is Jackie, your host of Talking Without Filter. This is a season of spooks part two, season six, episode two. Uh, my first episode was on a continuation of stalkers, and this episode will be about close calls. Sometimes shit happens and we're at the right place, the right time, or the opposite. We're at the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, you know, like I said, shit happens, and sometimes it can be a little too close for comfort. And by a miracle, by a bunch of luck, we miss out on things not happening to us. Bad things. And these are a couple of stories of people who had calls that were a little bit too close. Enjoy. I used to have a shit job at a casino that got me working some pretty weird hours. Some days I would work a normal 9 to 5, others I would go in at 6 p.m. and not leave until 2 or 3 a.m. Not a big deal, except by the time that it was morning, all the parking spaces around my apartment building would be taken. So I had to park a few blocks away and walk to get to my building. I would park, get my pepper spray and keys in hand lock my car, and walk the block or two to my building. I never felt like this was in any way unsafe until one night when I found a parking space across the street from my building that happened to be in front of a bar. I pulled into the space and got my keys ready. I noticed a guy smoking in the doorway of the bar about five cars down, but he seemed looking in the other direction He didn't seem to care that I was there, so I got out of the car and was about halfway across the street before he noticed. He noticed I was a girl, and I heard him yell, Hi, sweetie. I ignored him, and that must have pissed him off because he yelled, Bitch! Where are you going, bitch? I'm talking to you. I felt my heart drop. I felt the adrenaline kick in. I started sprinting to my building when I heard the sound of him running up behind me. The building I lived in at the time had been built a long time ago and everything was outdated, including the security system. After 10 p.m., the doors would lock automatically, and you would have to put a key in the lock and turn it for the doors to open, and it would take forever. I finally got the door open and had just shut it before he got there. He was yanking at the handle and screaming at me. My skin was crawling for a few days after that. Next story. 
My friend and I were walking home together from a party, and I was extremely under the influence while she was my sober mama. The main street we normally used was blocked due to an accident, so we walked down a random dark residential street. What could go wrong, right? Well, two guys walking in the opposite direction walked right past us. A few steps later, I get the most intense gut feeling. And my friend and I at the same time turned to look at each other and then behind us. We see those two guys sprinting now in our direction. Never have I bolted that fast while being drunk in my entire life. We get to the end of the street and there were lights and a cop car. We looked and the guys had slowed and stopped. We had also immediately ran into two old high school friends. Guardian angels, thank God. I was 11 and living in the States. My parents and I lived in a nice house in a nice neighborhood. One day, my dad noticed a lawn chair had been dragged through from outer back garden to the front and my parents' window. The ceiling of the window had almost been completely removed. Basically, someone had meticulously taken the time to take the ceiling out of the window in order to pop it out. Turns out the weeks prior, a neighbor's house had been broken into, so we chalked it up to someone trying to steal our shit. Over the next month, things like this kept happening until eventually my mother was being driven so crazy by the idea of someone being this desperate and not getting caught that she ended up staying in the guest room near the front of the house with a golf club handy. The night we caught the fucker is still so vivid. I was up watching late night cartoons, as a lot of kids do, when my dog started growling so low. I've never heard something so menacing before. I knew instantly that something was wrong. Every hair on me stood up. He was there staring straight ahead at my window where the blinds were drawn, but it was as if he could see someone right through them. Next thing I know, I hear my mom scream at the top of her lungs. Caught you, you fucker! As any smart 11-year-old would, I ran out of my room as quick as lightning to see my mother busting out the front door and chasing this asshole down our little suburban street with a golf club. 
Obviously, the guy was too quick and got away. The police were called and within the next 20 minutes, the guy was in the back of a police cruiser. My mom was called out to identify him and she confirmed he was the right guy. The officer who had entered his name into whatever system they used said that it came up as registered sex offender on parole. I was old enough to know what that meant. The next day, my mom did her research and found the guy's name, history. Turns out he was in jail for previously raping a 12-year-old girl. The guy wasn't just trying to steal her possessions. <laughs> he was a fucking child molester. She later spoke to us and spoke to a friend who lived three streets away from us. And turns out she had been given the piece of paper that said he had moved into the vicinity. The entire experience is still quite surreal to me. All those what-ifs hung around for a while, but we didn't let the bad vibes get to us. Now that we know that he had been thrown back in jail. Next story. A few months ago, I had a random encounter with a crazy lady out in front of my apartment. It was around 3 a.m. and I went downstairs for smoke. I noticed her is this woman standing out in the middle of the street and it's pouring rain. So I asked if she's okay. Hey, you alright? She just ignores me, so I went back to browsing. As I started walking back to the entrance, I've got to turn a corner and a fucking course. She's standing nose tip to nose tip with me. Now, I'm not a small guy, but this five foot sixty something year old Asian lady was fucking terrifying. I've come across wolves and wild boars in the wild. Had a knife pointed at me. Had even a gun pulled on me. But Jesus, she haunted my shit sense. She was bawling, but also somehow looking like if someone just said Nickelback was her favorite band, you know? furious then out of the blue she starts screaming at me in a deeper voice than expected saying that I knew she would be there and that I knew her true name me being higher than Snoop Dogg I Promptly nope the fuck out of there. She starts laughing. As I walk to the door, she says her name is fucking Soul Eater. 
I still have a dream about her. Next story. When I was 19, I was driving back from my girlfriend's house at around 1 in the morning, and I see this SUV parked at a closed gas station with a woman screaming for help. And I mean screaming, like the most terrifying scream I've ever heard. So I pull over to see what she needs. Then I see this huge guy laying on the ground behind the SUV, his head surrounded in a pool of blood. Now I am thoroughly freaked out. The woman looks Spanish and all she keeps saying is help over and over again. So I call 911 and give them the intersection the gas station is at. There is nothing for miles, just forest in every direction. While I'm talking with the 911 operator, the woman stops screaming and gets into the passenger seat of the SUV. The man on the ground gets up too and gets into the driver's seat. I'm still on the phone with 911 when I see the woman pull out her own phone and start casually speaking in Spanish. It is at this point I realize that there's another huge guy sitting in the back seat. I have no idea what to think, but I know I needed to get out of there. Then they just slowly pull away like nothing happened. It's a good thing I never got out of my car or things could have been a lot worse. I still don't know what they were doing, but I'm glad I didn't find out. Next story. When I was in third grade, I remember getting called to the front office to be dismissed. I always knew when I would be getting dismissed beforehand, so this caught me off guard. Maybe my mom was going to surprise me with the day off? Maybe? Anyway, I get about halfway to the office and my teacher comes up behind me screaming at the top of her lungs to get back in the classroom now and grabbed my arm super hard, which I understand now as an adult, and drug me back into the classroom. I thought I was in trouble. She immediately slammed the door shut behind me and locked it, then flipped the lights off. I'm so, so very, very confused. The classroom phone was lying on her desk instead of being helped hung up on the wall. She whispers into the phone that I'm officially back in the room and in lockdown. Then, an announcement over the school's intercom informs the entire school that they need to be in lockdown, that all the students need to run back to the classrooms. Cue silent panic. Long story short, 
Some random guy tried to dismiss me from school to kidnap me. We don't know who he was or anything about him. Obviously, my mother was immediately called after being phoned about the incident. She had to show her license and walk all the way to the classroom to physically walk with me. Three days after this event happened on a Friday, we had a full photo name tag for any non-student, aka adult, who wanted to walk through the office doors. You had to give your license number, scan a copy of your license, take a current picture to be printed on a tip badge, then be clear to enter the actual building by scanning the photo ID temp badge. It makes me sick to think about. I now have a three-year-old daughter who I am slightly nervous about sending to school in a few years. Fortunately, school security is way more amped up than when I was in school back in the 90s. Last story. I was nine years old when it happened. I can't remember exactly how, but I wound up with a piece of candy lodged in my throat. My mother tried to give me the Heimlich, but wasn't able to. Then it all starts to unravel. She runs out of the front door and starts screaming for help. I fall to my knees by the couch. I don't know why, but I never once thought, oh shoot, I'm dying. I was scared, but I was more bothered. My mom was upset. I honestly remember trying to tell her it was okay. Anyways, as my vision goes black and I feel myself just kind of slump to the ground, I feel two arms wrap around my midsection and yank me in the air and start squeezing and yanking, and this dude telling me to spit it up and breathe. I finally spit up the candy and start breathing. As my vision comes back, I see it's the headbanger from next door. Dude was supposed to be at a Metallica concert, but his ride never showed. So he was home doing whatever he heard. Doing whatever when he heard my mother scream for help. He was an awesome guy. He taught me about comics, taught me how to growl. Even influenced my musical preferences in some way. So anyway... If you hear this, Trevor, thanks again for saving my life. That reminds me of a time when I went swimming with my brother. We were young, and my brother couldn't swim at that time, and he decided to jump in for some reason. He was drowning. Me, big sister, I don't know how to swim either. But guess what? I'm going to do what I can to save my brother. Didn't think of anything else. Didn't think of asking for help. I had to help him. Me. So, what did I do? The next best thing. <laughs> I jumped in the pool right after him. And he started trying to drown me. His ugly ass. He was literally like jumping on me trying to stay afloat and I was drowning and I could feel the fire in my lungs the water choking 
choking me and I was like I'm gonna die and it was peaceful I was like okay I guess this is it I could literally feel my body like just jerk and everything and it felt like pins and needles like I was dying and I just closed my eyes and then I open them and I'm spitting water out these teenage boys dragged us out of the water and helped us so that was one of the close calls that I've had it was pretty scary you know drowning is not it's not a way you want to go <laughs> episode two of a season of spooks part two season six i hope that you liked this episode and episode one episode three will be out very very soon i hope you enjoyed it